0: Yo, what's up? It's your boy Denari here, uh, one of the hosts of The Young Bulls Podcast. And before we get started, you know, with another episode of The Young Bulls Podcast, I wanted to let you guys know about Unheralded Media. Now, Unheralded Media is a media uh, outlet uh, started by my boy, uh, Chris. Uh, Shout out, Chris. Uh, It's for people who love uh, sports, love sports, love making content about sports, doing podcasts like I'm doing with The Young Bulls Podcast, or what um, my man Aiden is doing. Uh, He's doing, like, photography and stuff. But if you want to get involved with this sports collective, uh, hit up me or Chris. Um, and just let us know if you want to get involved. Uh, we're open to anybody who loves sports just as much as we do. And really wants to find your voice in talking about sports or doing anything sports related. But that's in Heldin Media. Follow us on the IG at unhelded Media. Uh, follow Chris. Um, and yeah. Enjoy the episode. Peace. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Narn. Before we get started with this another episode of the Umbos podcast, I just want to let y'all know and give you know, just let y'all know that y'all should go check out Kiritu Clothing. Kiritsu Clothing, you know, it's by my boy Zan, man. He's been doing good things and, you know, making clothing, whatever. He's coming out with some more, you know, apparel coming out soon. But go check out Kiritu Clothing. Uh, they have hoodies, they're about to have some shorts some other things in stock but you know definitely his stuff is the wave uh, go check it out go check out the website uh tell him that uh, denari sent you uh that's curious you clothing you know without further ado let's get started with this episode of the young bulls podcast peace yo it's your boy denari here man and if you're listening to this that means you're tuned into the young bulls podcast hope you enjoy this episode peace i <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode here of the Young Bulls Podcast, man. Uh, first off, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, you celebrate. Uh, it's your board, or right here. Uh want to say what's up to the people, man?
1: Man, it's your
2: boy, Quingo, man.
0: Yeah, but, um, yeah, we got a star-studded show from you guys today, but to get into it, man, first, because this is the first topic we got. You
1: see, I got the Saint Skull cap here. I'm going to go ahead and throw that, man. Uh. Saints lost 30 to 22, man. Last Thursday,
0: we said that at the Saints' loss, we weren't going to do an episode until January. But obviously, we love doing this podcast so much. That's the only reason why we're here today. Uh, But yeah, man, let's just get into it, man, because last Thursday was such a heartbreaking game.
1: Uh, Franco, you want to start off by saying anything, man? In
2: my opinion, honestly. We played a bad game. We were clearly yeah. ma- missing our, our, our top two DBs. We were clearly missing our safety. We were clearly missing Marshawn Lattimore. We really needed Marshawn Lattimore and uh, Marcus May, especially Lattimore. Because Cup was, I'm not going to lie, Cup didn't have that great of a game. Like, we played, we played good defense on Cup. That's but crazy. Isaac Yadam he gave, and this is a man coverage, by the way. Man press got burned by Puka all game all game barbecue chicken every time
0: and that's not even the craziest thing i'll I, you know if we lost because of puka himself i would be like oh that's puka puka's been doing his thing all season right but we lost not only from puka but from demarcus robinson well if you don't remember who demarcus robinson was i'm pretty sure he was on the chiefs like he was let go by the chiefs i'm pretty sure yeah And dude was scoring touchdowns, making crazy catches all downfield, everything like that. Literally nobody had any answer for dude. Dude, I'm pretty sure finished with either 90 yards or he probably got 100. I don't remember. Dude, it seemed like 90, 90. But it seemed like every time they needed a play, if Puka wasn't available, they was going to give it to DeMarcus Robinson. And even when the Saints knew they were going to him, they couldn't do anything about it. And we saw what happened, man. also, too, there was a lot of stuff with the game that I feel like when you look at the Saints went right and went wrong. The defense, especially that before the end of that first half, man, um, when the Saints, they forced that three and out, they had that little pun or whatever, and then they got the ball back and
1: mm-hmm.
0: they didn't do anything with it. And the Rams went on to score a touchdown before halftime. I feel like that was a huge turning point in the game.
2: In my opinion, like, man, yeah, go
1: ahead, go ahead, go
2: ahead. I think the Saints won. The, I feel like the Saints won the second half battle. Like I'm pretty sure we outscored them by like three in the second half. We played better defense, but the first half was this like killed
0: us. First half honestly, killed us.
2: Honestly, it was crazy. Like our first two drives, I, I'm literally we should have been in this game. Like it should have literally been like one possession. Like it should have been like the final drive. Because let we go
0: for it. Let we go for it on like fourth. On like both of our open it was drives. Just
2: a lot of stupid stuff. Firstly. Our first drive, we drove up the whole field, the whole field, and this idiot gets sacked out of the field goal range. You don't idiot, know who
0: we're saying. You we understand what we're saying, idiot? We're talking about Derek Carr. Yes,
2: he got sacked out of field goal range, right? So then we lose three and we end up punting. We do the exact same thing again and we lose three, end up punting, and then we—I think we score a touchdown, but then we do the dumbest thing ever on the on our own on on the fifty, like. Like, only a minute left before the half ends.
0: Yeah, that's what I was talking about. He'd Go exactly.
2: for it on fourth and five. And not just that. That was Olave's fault, bro. I'm pretty sure he dropped the ball. It yeah. was a bad drop, too. But Carr also, like, forced the ball to him early. But, like, it was just so horrible. Like, everything possible went bad for us. And we still ended up only losing by eight, which I find actually to be crazy. I think we should have lost by more. But what
0: I'm saying it was – you know it's the crazy part? When you, it's even more upsetting when you watch – you know, when you see the, how, like, the game ended. Because you realize, if you would have gotten at least one more touchdown in the first quarter, that score is a totally different score than it is. It, instead of being thirty to twenty-two, that could be a tie game with like fifty seconds left. And not just that,
2: I don't know what possessed us to onside with four minutes left.
0: Yes, I don't know why we did that either, because we had timeouts. I'm pretty sure.
2: Honestly, my my overall like just my overall analysis: we played ourselves out of the playoffs. Like, and I'll say our weakest points during that game had to be one player in the secondary who got cooked all game. Isaac Yadam. Like honestly, the Robinson was a problem, but the real problem was Puka cuz look, Puka uh, Thank Puka, you. Thank you for the fan. Puka I converted everything. He converted the all fan. their third downs. And and literally on their last drive, he was so crucial like when they I think they ran the ball to him and we we did, we we had two defenders not tackle him. It just hurt, man.
0: Thank you, thank you for the fantasy points, Puka. Uh, I still lost the game though. Shout out, food, but
2: and then, um, and then, like, yeah, just, and then what's the name, Allen, bro? I can't do it. Den- Dennis Allen, get him out of here. Yeah, Honestly, if Mike Tomlin is on the market, bro, please, please get us Mike Tomlin. If he's on the market this summer, you
0: think Mike, Mike Tomlin not leave in Pittsburgh?
2: Nah, they might fire him for real, yes. He, while he does not end up like pretty much losing, like uh, he doesn't really end up with losing records, but he doesn't win. Bro, I, I see what else. you're saying.
0: If they do get rid of Mike Tomlin and we have a chance to get him, please go get him.
2: Please, uh, please. Dennis
0: Allen is not the answer here. I don't know what possessed us to go all in. And I go back to last off season two. I don't know what possessed us to go all in and give Derek Carr that ginormous bag. I don't understand.
2: In my opinion, we didn't give him a ginormous bag, but we still gave. I think we had to, We gave Derek Carr right around what he was worth, but but I also think that we've done a bad job at protecting him. Like his old line has sucked most of the year, yeah. so like it's not a hundred percent on him. But I still like if I watch other quarterbacks who don't have a line, and they just play like a lot smarter with the ball, like they they're, they're more ball secure.
0: I don't get it, man. I don't understand. It. Like it's Joe scary. Burrow. Yeah, I don't
2: understand. No line to get the ball out.
0: Mahomes be running for his life half the time, and that dude still makes plays. And I look at Derek Carr, and Derek Carr sees pressure, and that dude curls up into a ball or throws an errant pass to the defense. And it it really, as a Saints fan, it it
2: hurts. It really does. And genuinely, yeah, some of
0: the... There was like one pick that he had against the Rams where he literally, I kid you not, he dropped back, looked, and just floated the ball. I don't know who he was throwing it to, but it was like two rims in that area where he got, where the ball got picked off at.
2: I could have made a bad read.
0: Yeah. And it's not even just with this game. It's been like all season, man. As a fan, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. Especially since, like we said last episode, we were talking so much trash, man. Immediately after that game finished, my mom, shout out mom, my mom was like, well, there's always next week to make the playoffs. There's no next week.
1: I'm we're not going to lie we're, cooked.
0: we're done. We're done. And Tampa Bay beat Jacksonville last week. We're <laughs> finished. We're done.
2: We're done. In our defense, though, if we can go at it with the Rams, I think we're going to compete. But I don't know. I don't think we can win. No,
0: no. Baker Mayfield's about to happen. Baker, oh my gosh, man. The first I time mean. we played them, we lost like 30 to 6 or something. We got blown out the first time we played Tampa.
2: We played horrible. Yes. Am I? Like I said, if we can go toe to toe with the Rams, I think we can go toe to toe. But one thing, I one thing we're we're we we're, we're, we're going to suffer this week, this coming up weekend, is goodness their pass rush.
1: So what's the scenario? It's
0: what's the scenario. So if we win, if we it's, if we win this week, then next week's for the division. Or we need the Buccaneers to lose these next two games, and then we got to win next week if we win this week.
2: So look. I'm pretty sure we the the Bucks play we play the Bucs this week or next week. We play the Bucs this week. We play the Bucks Sunday. Okay. okay. So who do they play for their final game?
0: They play Atlanta for their wait, we play well, I can check right now actually.
2: Yeah, no, because they must play Atlanta this week.
0: No, we play the Bucs this week.
2: We either play Atlanta or the Bucks this week. I know we I think it's the Bucs and then Atlanta.
0: Yeah, we play the Bucs then Atlanta.
2: So they play us and then who? The Panthers? Let me see.
0: So they have the Buck we we have the Buccaneers have us on Sunday and they got the Panthers week eighteen.
2: Dang, that's uh, yeah.
0: So but they said the Saints can clinch by winning their two remaining games and having the Bucks lose at the Panthers. So we have a shot. The Panthers they already played spoilers to the Falcons earlier this season.
2: No we but, have a shot. But do you understand? We have to beat we have to beat the Bucks we and the, the
0: got to beat Atlanta. We they have to beat the, the Bucks
2: the, yeah, that means the Bucks have to lose their both both of their games. I think that even if we beat them, they're going to rebound in Carolina. Cuz even
0: in Carolina. It's at
2: home too. Both of their games are at home. Unless they have like and I don't know if the Panthers are really going to have that much incentive to beat the Bucks, but we'll see. I hope I hope they lose and we win. But um,
0: yes. if we end up if we end up just getting into the playoffs, oh my gosh, that that would be hilarious. But I've already checked out. <laughs> I've already checked out.
2: Look, where, where where there's a will, there's a way. I ain't never going to check out. But like my my expectations are extremely low. Yeah, I can't
0: lie. yeah. I've already I'm already getting ready for the uh, exit interviews, all that stuff, man. With the Saints this year, it's, it's been a rough season. Especially when you realize too that we had one of the easiest
1: schedules, and we're still finishing below 500. It's,
2: it's sad. Uh, I don't know. In my opinion, I don't think our schedule was as easy as people made it out to be. But I still think we should have easily won 10 games. Like, it's just is kind of disappointing, bro. Very sad. It's, and we happen to catch the short end of the stick. Like now, the Packers are not good, but when we caught the Packers, the Packers were actually like looking like they were gonna win their division or like come close at least. Like they they were looking really good, but since since then, I think they won like a couple games after that, and now they've like been on like a crazy right. losing streak.
0: Mayfield put up a crazy like put up numbers in Lambeau last week,
2: but in their defense, they like their defense is like extremely injured. They're secondary, especially, which is
0: fine. You should have had at least, like, two more wins this season, man. You no should correct. have at least had two more. If you would have beaten Detroit,
2: fans. if you would have beaten the Green Bay and
0: Detroit, we this would have been a whole different conversation right now. We'll be probably we talking about
2: were, We had, like, 300 yards on the Falcons with, like, one touchdown. Saints fan is suffering, man. Being a Saints fan is just suffering, man. Yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, moving on, man, to one of the uh, more exciting games, more, you know, fun games that's happened. Uh, The Niners, Ravens, uh, they played on Monday, I believe. Yeah, they played on Monday. Uh, Ravens took care of business. They smoked San Francisco. Um, Purdy had four interceptions. He had four picks. Lamar, he did his thing. Um, What's your thoughts on the game, man? What's your thoughts? My thoughts. Actually, 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 let me go first. Let me go first
1: because I, right, don't, I don't want to say this.
0: As I'm, I'm just happy that the Niners got exposed. I'm happy. I'm happy the Ravens defense, you know, clamped up Purdy, bro. Purdy was not all that. I'm, I've been saying this all season. I've been saying this all season. I'm, I'm just happy that it's finally been like, taken to the forefront. Purdy should have never been in the MVP race. Should have been McCaffrey. It should have been Debo. Yes, I said it. Purdy should not have been in that MVP race. He should not have been the front runner for MVP heading into that week. I'm happy Lamar silenced him. I'm happy they got the win. Purdy is so overrated. And it's literally not even him that's doing it. It's literally the weapons that he has with him that's making him look so good out there. That's what I wanted to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know you have a lot you want to say. Go ahead.
2: That's like an an ice cold tape. That's cold? Everyone says that one. But number two, the fact that Brock Purdy, you're saying Brock Purdy should not be in the MVP race. I'm saying previous to this game, he had twenty-nine touchdowns. He's last in attempts, seven turnovers. He's last in attempts, Kwango. Okay. He doesn't last he doesn't he doesn't throw the ball a lot, but he's also like he's top ten in air yards. Plango, I will be
0: top 10 to air yards too. About yards are coming from either doing screens, slants,
2: that's little jet sweeps. That's not what an air yard is. That means how far he's throwing the ball through the air. That means he's not throwing screens and, and sweeps as much as you think. Uh, air yards is like a tally of how far the ball travels in the air. Plango, he should not that's, have been a
0: front he should not, not have been a. He should not have been a front runner over McCaffrey. If they said McCaffrey
2: was front, <laughs> at, what? Yes, he should have. Are you crazy?
0: No, he should not have. You take Who McCaffrey is- off that... And- stop. Crangle. P- actually,
2: stop. P- P- tell McCaffrey to go play quarterback.
1: Crango, stop. Crangle, stop. McCaffrey is way more valuable to the 49 success than Purdy is.
2: Look, everything you say about Purdy having, like, Pur- so does McCaffrey. You can say, you can say uh, y'all, y'all say, uh, my, y'all say Purdy has a loaded blocking team. He has the best tackles. The, the 49ers are so good at blocking. McCaffrey has the same blockers. So I don't get it. Y'all are acting like he's not benefiting from the loaded team as well. I'm saying
0: that if you take McCaffrey off the Niners team right now versus taking Purdy off, the Niners will be in a Worst spot with McCaffrey down on the team than with Purdy being on the team. If Trey Lance was still here and Trey Lance had a team that was Ayuk, Kittle, Samuel, and McCaffrey, I guarantee you Trey Lance would be, if not, probably be doing the same thing that Purdy's doing this season.
2: Yeah, you don't is know. doing this season, you don't know I ball. don't know
0: ball. Purdy Trey is not had doing nothing. Him him.
2: And lost the starting job and got fired. He got hurt.
0: He got hurt, didn't he?
2: And he didn't. He and, and it, yes, and guess what? When he was healthy, they didn't want to play him. What are we talking about? He got hurt. Quick. And even so, and even so, he still. Were, awesome. and, were, and when he got
0: hurt, when he got hurt, they were winning. So why? I mean, why would you give the keys back there? It? if it's not broke, though, don't fix it.
2: Badgent played. Badgeant had like two two nice games when Fields went down. And he, he still came back and took the starting job. You, you in, in football, as as a starting quarterback, you don't lose your job to a guy who's not better than you. And you don't also. He had the summer to prove that he was a starting quarterback, and they still chose to not go with him. So that means he was not better than Purdy. So what are we talking about here? Are you, are you crazy?
0: I'm not crazy by saying that Purdy, what Purdy's doing, is nothing special than what other quarterbacks around the league is doing.
2: Okay, That's I don't. A, I, don't, a, think a, I, don't a, I don't think he's. I don't think he's like a top five like talent. Maybe not even a top eight talent. Maybe not a, a top ten talent. But not top fifteen. Better. He is better than twenty other quarterbacks in the NFL, and it's just as simple as that. Like you can say whatever you want. He's the. Only, it seems like he's the only quarterback that doesn't get to benefit from having a good O line, and and good receivers. Because when it was Patrick Mahomes, when it was Aaron Rodgers, when it's been Purdy John-
0: has good receivers nope. though, Quango. Purdy has a good, he hey, but has good.
2: Why is he getting penalized for having those players? He still has to throw the ball. He still he's has not to- getting. Bro, we're not we're not penalizing Purdy.
0: But when you're on a team where you have one of the best running backs in the league, and you having, and he's in the MVP, he's the front runner MVP, and not McCaffrey. That's ridiculous, man.
1: Oh. So heading into,
0: this game, heading into this game, Purdy was ahead of Lamar, and he was ahead of McCaffrey. He was ahead of Lamar and McCaffrey. That should not have been the case. Lamar was all season. Lamar has been putting up MVP numbers. But because it was Purdy and because of, you know, Purdy being back and everything like that after that injury last year in the championship, everybody was so quick to say Purdy because of that game in Philadelphia, which I guarantee you, man. It's not because of Purdy that they won that game. It's because of Debo. It's because of McCaffrey. It's because of Kittle. It's because of Ayuk. Did we watch the same game? Um, We were in the same crib watching it.
2: Dude, so you don't, so you don't remember the Eagles? Firstly, I think they forced a three and out the first drive. The Eagles score and they get the ball back, and literally the running game is gone. All, all Christian McCaffrey's yards came from. Like him playing well a little bit later into the game, and then putting the ball and on the, the clock. That it came from them putting the ball on the ground to run the clock, because literally when they had when they when they were not allowed to run the ball, Purdy was in the pocket making good reads and throwing the ball up the field. And it's crazy how like that's invaluable now. But look at Jalen Hurts against the Seahawks. This man has ten years in the pocket and he can't find anyone open with Goddard, with Goddard, AJ Brown, and Devonte Smith. There's open. Carygo. Hurts, all season, all
0: season, Hurts has been throwing the ball downfield. Hurts has been throwing the ball oh, downfield. Yes, yes, he has. Quango, oh, Quango, Quango.
2: This guy has seven Hurts, turnovers.
0: Gosh, man. Hurts, I mean, yeah. pretty through, had four picks on bubble screens and quick and, and quick slams. What are we talking about? First, all, of Purdy's, all of Purdy's yards, all of Purdy's yards, passing yards. has really become from when receivers get the ball. And what they do after they
2: catch the ball. That's, not because of how far he's throwing it. It's not. It's it's proven with the air yard stat that it's proven that he actually throws the ball to receivers. Like I I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you dispute air yards. Like if you're top ten and how far the ball travels, then like it's that's not that's not like yak. We're all such a right now. And also secondly, <laughs> about this Ravens game. They literally dominated the Ravens. They the turnovers is what is what caused. Ooh,
0: who dominated the Ravens?
2: The the Niners.
0: No, they didn't. Quango. They would have dominated the Ravens. and The Ravens would have won won the game.
2: That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the turnovers cost them. They did dominate. They outgained them by a hundred. They had like 438 total yards. They had three. They had like four turnovers. Five turnovers. Four of them were by Purdy. And I'm not I'm not gonna be like one of those people. A lot of people are trying to argue like they're not his fault. Some of them are his fault. Like you just don't make you just don't make that throw sometimes. Like sometimes you be okay with getting sacked and you just try to keep the ball. But some of them 100 percent were not his fault. Like no, made-
0: I, I, I will admit, I will admit. There was like there was like uh, the one pick that he had uh, on like the second drive, not the opening drive, but the second one that was on him. That was a bad read. But the ones that were getting tipped up, the ones that were getting you know deflected the line and stuff like that. I mean, I, you can't make
2: that case. You can't make that case. But it just seemed like. I'm not going like, to say that the Ravens game was a fluke, but, like, the some of those interceptions were a fluke. Like, it was just. it, was, But it was also, like, they they played good defense. So, like, props to them.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the blueprint with Purdy. Just but like even, when, like,
2: even with how bad it looked, if you look at what happened there for real, for, like, they still threw for, like, two, nearly 300 yards on the Ravens. It's literally just turnovers, costly. And some of the turnovers are just, like, unfortunate. Like, if you tip it... uh,
0: This is me when I'm saying this, but (laughs) honestly, I just feel like where the 49ers were and where the Ravens are, I feel like it's just two different teams. I personally think that the 49ers, I I don't know. I don't see them winning the Super Bowl this year. I already said this.
2: Yeah, this is crazy. I'm not going to see the Niners. I'm not going to say I see them winning the Super Bowl but I could see them winning. I see them in the Super Bowl for sure. But
1: oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They're the Super Bowl, okay. too. But. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't – but Baltimore, man, they really? they look nice. They look nice. It's going to be interesting.
2: You said what? That's Lamar Damore. All right, man. Let me continue. <laughs>
0: let me continue. Bro, you, right. you don't get
2: it, bro. You don't get it, bro. That's a meme. Yeah, all right. All right.
0: But um, yeah. But I mean, I'm personally thinking that you know the Ravens are gonna be nice this year. It's gonna be interesting to see what they look like in the playoffs. though. So, obviously, since Lamar's been in Baltimore, they haven't really had that much playoff success. Their most recent loss, when the last time they had the one seed, that was in 2019, I believe. Like 20, what was it? I think it was yeah, it was 2019 when they lost in the divisional against Tennessee when Derrick Henry stiff armed the mess out of Earl Thomas. So. You
1: know,
0: <laughs> Yeah, so it should be interesting to see what happens if they are able to lock up this one seed. Um, I don't want Baltimore to do well than the playoffs, man. But you know, it it's definitely gonna be a, a tough, tough task for sure. Um, but yeah, man. But with the NFC and everything like that, you still have you still so you still have the Forty ers going to the Super Bowl.
2: Hundred percent. They get a buy. Well, I think they. I don't know if that's in. I don't know if they clinch yet.
0: They didn't clinch yet. They didn't clinch yet. It's a three-way tie now. Yeah, it's a three-way tie now. Uh, Dallas. Dallas. No, no. Philly. A tie.
2: Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at it right now.
0: Well, it's not Dallas. My bad. It's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Philly and Detroit.
2: Oh, yeah. No, nah, it's the Eagles, Philly, and Detroit. Oh, I want to say Philly. It's the Eagles and in mine. Detroit.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure if one of those two I mean, that's going to be interesting. The fact that the Eagles are still in contention for that one seed is, it is crazy because I'm not going to lie. Let's talk about it. They should, uh, the Giants could have won that game. I don't know, that game on Christmas. If, if you're an Eagles fan, man, like I said to my friends, that game you guys should not be proud of that. that. That game right there was a that's a that's a worry. That's a worry for sure. Um, only winning by eight against a struggling Giants team that's already eliminated. That benched Devito and had Tyrod Taylor come in and throw dots all over the field. That's rough. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you you go into that locker room and be like, you know, good win, guys. Cause, you know heading into the playoffs, that's that's a sign of concern, man. Yeah, you Especially need your team I mean, is healthy. Man. Yeah. That that should have been like a thirty-four to three slashing or something like that. Not not such a close game. And to make matters worse, the Eagles were up. I'm pretty sure they were up twenty to three at half. They were up twenty to three at half. And the Giants came back, and they were just Eagles had no answer for it. And they were booing the off. They were booing the offense. They were chanting "run the ball" during the whole game and everything like that. So would the game end
2: up being like twenty-five to thirty-three or something like that? Yeah, twenty-five to thirty-three. Wow, that's crazy. So that means in the second half. They scored like what? Twenty two points to the Eagles like thirteen. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah.
0: And the fact and it's also too, um, people were saying that they missed like a PI call, like it towards the end of the game. Uh they missed like a PI call. It was like a couple of calls that could have went the Giants' way. Um, but yeah, man. I said it already. After the Niners game, I didn't know if Eagles were a one seed. After the Seahawks game, I didn't believe they were. After this game, if they have to go on the road for a playoff game, I just do not see them getting the job done. I don't see them coming out of the NFC. It's not the same level of hunger, like drive that was there last year. If that makes sense. You get what I'm saying?
2: I think I think it's like they lost every they lost a lot of important pieces. Yeah, I like I, I said this even I think last year on the podcast like when you have so many players on that team that, that play so well. It's right. the NFL. Like you're not gonna be able to pay all these guys. And a lot of them right. are gonna go seek bigger contracts, which is exactly what happening. What what happened? Like, um, what do you what do you call it? Was it CJ Gardner? CJ, C.J. Gardner, C.J. Gardner going to Miles defense. Sanders
0: too. Miles Sanders too.
2: Miles Sanders, um was it Javon? Hargrave,
0: Hargraves in San Francisco.
2: A bunch of guys ended up and those all those were like kind of key pieces on the defense. Yeah. Especially uh CJ Gardner. Yeah. One of the best Nichols in the league, man.
0: Yeah, he yeah, jobs is nice, and now he's doing his thing in Detroit. But yeah, back to the Eagles, man. It's, it's also really a sign of worry because you know you see what the team was able to do last year, and all season they're like, hey, "We're going to get back to that. We're going to get back to the Super Bowl. We're going to do all this." And they started off similar, similarly to how they started off last year, and it's even with this season. It's kind of like, "What's going on?" They're losing games that they shouldn't be losing to.
1: That's a fact.
0: They lost the Jets. That game, without Aaron Rodgers, that shouldn't have happened. That game was dumpster fire. And now in this game, that game was circled on the calendar all season. Everybody knew that that was one of the biggest games of the year. It's in Philadelphia, game of the week, at home, chance to really show if you're, you know, you're
1: really about it or not. And you guys get blown out at home. You guys follow that up and get blown out in Dallas after barely beating them
0: a couple of weeks ago at home because Dak ran out of bounds. And then y'all follow that up by losing to the the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: So, I mean, I I just don't know what to make of the team, especially considering the fact that we're in December. They haven't locked up the division yet. They haven't locked up the one seed yet. So in the next two, in these final two weeks heading into the like heading towards like playoffs and stuff, the Eagles could well enough be a five seed. So they could either be playing at home during this playoff, or they could just be traveling all over the place for playoff games and stuff like that. So, so that's gonna be interesting to see how these you know final two weeks wrap up, not just for the Eagles, but just you know for the NFC in general to really see just how this playoff really shapes up. Especially <laughs> for Dallas too. I really want to see what happens with Dallas in the playoffs because I really want to see. Cause you know all year we've been hearing, you know Dallas is doing this, doing that. So it should be really interesting to see like when it comes with the Cowboys and stuff, what they do in the playoffs too. Especially since the whole Dak for MVP campaign, everything. Is you think this is gonna be the year that Dak finally does it?
2: No. I can't see it. I see Ravens and I see the Ravens ending up um winning the division and ended up ending up winning. I see Lamar winning MVP. Like right. honestly. Especially coming up this week, he has the Dolphins. If they win it, like I think his MVP is like a hundred percent in the bag.
0: They said that the Ravens win this week. If they beat the Dolphins this week, they finished the one seed.
2: I think they what already clinched.
0: No, nah, nah. they did. I
2: think this morning said, Oh, my bad. Anyone has an even close record to them. What are they now? Uh eleven 12, and twelve and three? 12, twelve and, and 3? four. 12 and 4? Let me show you. I think it might be a twelve and three. I could be wrong, but I think they clinched already. Like a hundred percent. I don't think anyone in the AFC even comes close to their record. I think the best record after that is like maybe the Dolphin Dolphins. Ravens
0: are twelve and three. Dolphins are eleven and four. So yeah, they do win this week. They yeah. will clinch the one seed. Because the Dolphins still have a chance to get it. Well, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to look out for, especially for, you know, the Ravens and everything like that. Um, I hope the Ravens do good. I hope the Ravens do have a good playoff run. They're due for one. And Lamar is due for one, too. Lamar has been a special Dude. player since he's gotten into the league and everything like that. So I'm, I'm
1: really hoping Lamar really gets over the hump this year. But, yeah. Uh Honestly, last either words way. on MVP. You say what? I don't want the Niners to get one nine. Uh, I need that. I want I want Baltimore to get I want Baltimore to get that Super roll. If it's if it's if it's I
0: mean, that's cool now, but I'm, oh my God! But, like I was saying, like Purdy's a solid quarterback. Yes, I get
1: it. Six uh, Mister Irrelevant. I understand. He's a nice. He's cool. But like, with all due respect, I just, I haven't. I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it yet, man. I don't. I
0: don't. I, I really don't, man. I'm. I'm not sold on it yet. I'm not sold on it yet. I'm not sold yet. I'm, I'm not there's a lot of like other things that have been happening with that knowledge team that I feel like it's not because of Purdy, but it's more because of the pieces they have
2: around them. You can be good with good pieces around you. I mean, but you
0: could be average with great pieces around you too.
2: I feel like well, the the problem I have, like I don't that's have like, with a person that's a, it's, oh, oh, a this. This is. a perfect analogy for
0: this. It's a perfect analogy for this. Good. You have MVP Cam Newton, right? You have mm-hmm. MVP Cam Newton. Yeah. Let's say you put MVP Camden, you put pieces <laughs> around him like No 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 no. That's that's a terrible analogy. Let's say you have quarterback. Let's say you have trying to think. Name me name me an average quarterback. Like name me an average quarterback. Not from like now, just all the time. Just name an average
1: quarterback. You.
0: Ryan Tannehill. Let's say Ryan Tannehill was had Randy Moss as receiver. He had Tom Jordy Nelson. He had Jeremy Shockey had all these good pieces and stuff, and Ryan Tannehill was doing the bare minimum in the pocket, but was hitting his receivers, and they were able, he was able to get wins off that. Would you say Ryan Tannehill is the MVP, or would you say that the pieces that are making Ryan Tannehill do good are the MVPs?
2: I would say that Ryan Tannehill is the MVP. Here's why. Firstly, it, it has always been the QB's job to lead the the lead the team. His job is not to go and catch the ball. His job is not to to make the skilled players better. Some quarterbacks do that. Some some quarterbacks make skilled players better. Like by I don't know, like giving them really good balls, hitting them in stride, things like uh, of that nature. But the job of the quarterback is not to go onto the field and do things that they're not supposed to do. I don't understand what the problem is now when a quarterback does his actual job. Like now, all of a sudden, there's an issue with quarterbacks who do their job. Now you have to do whatever you have to look like a Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson to be exceptional, which I completely don't agree with. But that's what a lot of people think now. But Brock Purdy, because he sits in the pocket and he picks his passes. He makes good reads. He throws the ball accurately, hits his receivers in stride. He does a lot of good things as a quarterback. He has good awareness, steps up in the pocket. There's not too many holes in his game. Like there's not too many things you can call out about about Brock Purdy and be like, this is affecting his team negatively. So the fact that all of the, the fact that all of this stands and many people like get onto Brock Brock Purdy for having a good team. Okay. I understand. I'm not disagreeing that the Niners scheme is really good and they have a lot of good skill players. I agree. But so many other teams have that same thing. Like the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill had the best skill players they had, Mahomes
0: is still airing it out,
2: though. See, that's that's my whole point, though. You're you're. What is the what's the relevance then? If he has Tyreek Hill, who's always open, just because he airs it out, how does that like? But like he wasn't I, just throwing this I, to Tyreek Hill, though. Purdy. I'm not arguing that uh, Purdy's over Mahomes, but like you're not giving the same criticism to other quarterbacks. in in fact, let's 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 mention a good one: Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has just as loaded a team as Brock Purdy does. And he has 17 turnovers. Not just that, last season, no one said a thing when this guy literally, oh my goodness, he had the crazy, he had the number one O line and D line. And no Did one he said. No, he okay, so look, look, but I'm saying Brock Purdy has been producing 29 touchdowns with 11 turnovers and all of his turnovers, like half of them, almost more than. Actually, less than half, but near half of his turnovers came from this one game with Baltimore. In other games, he would go like against the Eagles. He he went for four touchdowns, no turnovers. You're not giving the same criticism to other quarterbacks, but literally you know,
0: one of Purdy's Hurts touchdowns. Literally, if one people of call
2: for Hurts, if people call for Hurts to be MVP last year.
0: Literally one of Purdy's touchdowns in that Eagles game that you're referring to was literally a quick screen to Debo Samuel. He took that thing thirty forty yards to the house. Okay, so, so another, one of, another one of Party's touchdowns from that game was Party coming going out of the pocket, and throwing a cool little floater to Ayuk, who had to die for it to get in the end zone. Another one was a quick slant. That,
2: that was, was a great, that was a great play. The the play the, play, the ball to Ayuk was a great play.
0: Now, I'm not saying it wasn't a great play, but what I'm saying is that what he's doing isn't special. It's literally That's, the playmakers. Is no, it's not. It's not more special. It's not more special. Literally what Purdy is doing, it's literally his playmakers are making him special. Not him. He's not making them special. His playmakers are making him special. Devo, McCaffrey, Ayuk, Kittle, what they're doing is making Purdy look good out there in the pocket. It's not the other way around.
2: It's not the other way around. So the fact that he has good pocket awareness, is able to step up and can read defenses, That, that, that that's them doing that?
0: Quango, step up. Quango, he looks to the left, he looks to the right, he throws a screen, toss a little jet sweep action. That's literally what he's doing. It's nothing special. I'm not sold on it yet. I'm not sold on what Purdy's
2: doing yet. I'm not sold. What they're saying doesn't make sense. If you're how can you be just throwing screens in your top ten in air yards? That doesn't make sense. That means he's throwing that means he's putting the ball in the air. And he and by the way, the fact that he throws some of the least in the NFL proves that he's airing the ball out, buddy. Because if you throw the least, if you're if he's averaging 28 attempts a game and still top ten in air yards, that means he's that means he's airing the ball out, buddy. And that's not yak. Air yards has nothing is not correlated to yak. Yak is something completely different.
0: I'm not sold yet, man. Just, I'm
2: not sold on Brady yet. Bro. I don't. That's the thing. Yaks don't care about feelings. He has 29 touchdowns and 11 turnovers, and is top ten in air yards, and was is number one in like so many different QB stats. So like regardless of you think he's not good, they're making him look good. He's still top 10. That's rough. So
0: so what's your so what's your so what's your, your final words about the Pretty MVP campaign, man? What what's your final words, man?
2: Obviously, man, I think it deserves it, it deserves Lamar deserves to be MVP. He has Dolphins coming up this week. Depending on how he plays, this is another thing I don't get. It, it, like a second, like maybe like li- literally before this game, I think he does deserve to fall out of number the number one spot for MVP after this loss. But it's going to be funny this week if Lamar Jackson, which I think will happen. I think the Dolphins will end up winning this week. Their defense has been really good for the past three weeks. It's been like one of the most consistent. And they've just been overall really good. Like they've been humming for real. And I don't think the Ravens are going to have an answer for Waddle and Reek, And they might even go crazy with Mostert running. Like, whereas Lamar, he's not going to have too much trouble with the D-line, but their coverage is pretty solid and their D-line has been playing well. So he might not have much. they, They might not have a lot of places to go with the ball, in my opinion, this week. So I think the Dolphins might end up winning.
0: All I'm saying is Lamar Jackson, you congratulations on your second MVP. Go get yourself a Super Bowl this year, man.
2: You're gonna get it. So what if he um, loses this week? Should he still be MVP or should it be Josh Allen?
0: But Lamar's MVP this year, man. Whoa, by the way,
2: Josh Allen has 40 total touchdowns.
0: Bro, he, speaking, he, speaking no, also speaking of Josh Allen, I want you to, I want you to, I want us to have rehash this argument thing that you said last night in the PlayStation party because. <laughs> I, I, I just really I just really wanna get people to really hear what the stuff that you be saying sometimes. That's not even on the podcast, man. I really want you to I really want you to just
2: doubling down on this hate.
0: Please I, double down it. Please double down. Colin. Hold on, let me hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna just paint the picture. Mind you, guys, this conversation was like at I believe at one or two in the morning. And you know, people usually when they're on the game late, they just say stuff. They say they say questionable things. This, by far, takes the cake. We're talking football in the party, and Quango said this. Quango, the floor is
2: yours, man. You Say what you're going to say. Josh Allen, peak for peak, is better than Cam Newton.
0: You're saying prime Josh Allen is better than prime Cam Newton.
2: Yes, 100%.
0: 15-1, MVP, first-team All-Pro. Uh, went to a Super Bowl, Cam Newton.
2: It was a great... It was a great... um, What do you call it? He had a great... He had a good year. He had a great year, actually. But in my opinion, at no point in his career was he as... Could he affect the game in the ways that Josh Allen could at the level that he can? Yes. Allen... Take this, put this in, put this in, take this into a uh, Firstly, from a statistical standpoint, that season that Josh, the season that he won MVP, Josh the Allen, man. he eclipsed that season. Yes. He eclipsed that season in 2020. And the only reason he did not win MVP was because Patrick Mahomes threw for six more touchdowns with like five, I think four or five less Actually, no. They, I think it's the same amount of turnovers, but maybe a little bit less. But he threw for more touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes was just so exceptional that year. But if Josh Allen had put that same stat line up in that year, he would have won MVP. So I don't get it. Like, I I, I get it. Cam Newton was a really good quarterback for the maybe two or good. three. Week. Good. Cam Newton was a
0: great quarterback. One of, the, one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFC at one point. Let's okay. talk about it.
2: Okay, but he's not an all-time great quarterback. When Josh Allen,
0: Josh Allen's not, Josh Allen's not like that either. Josh Allen's a solid quarterback. He's a solid quarterback. You you're comparing his prime to Cam Newton's prime is saying that his prime is better than Cam's prime. It's absolutely ridiculous, man.
2: Firstly, let's look at no. Let's look at receivers. Let's look at receivers too. Like do like put put it in the hypotheticals. Like if he was in his position, he would have done this. Oh my gosh, but. Some context as to why Josh Allen might not look as as great as Cam or, like, seem as great as Cam. Firstly, the NFC, especially the South, was horrible. It was horrible that year. In 2015, I believe my Saints went 7-9. and nine. We had no defense. Absolutely no defense. And I can't even name the receivers we had on our team. Actually, I can. I can. I'm not, I can name a few of them. But we were not good the nfc south was not good at all and overall the nfc was i'm not going to say it was horrible but it definitely was not as good as it like it, it has been as as I, I would like take the nfc now over back in 2015 one and two there's and and two like i said josh allen has already put up this a similar stat line actually a better stat line in 2020 and the only reason he did not win an MVP was because he was just eclipsed by a quarterback who was just much more phenomenal. So, like, it's not like he can't do what he does. And not, and let's talk about this season. Even this season, Josh Allen has 40 touchdowns, 40 touchdowns. That's that's that. That's absurd. And the, and the season's still going. He might end up with, like, 50 maybe. It's crazy. And he's 100%. Honestly, if you're going to talk about who's more valuable to a team... I believe that Lamar and Josh Allen is like really close. But what Josh what Josh Allen does for that Bills team is like crazy. It's actually okay, well,
0: crazy. I pulled up Cam Newton's twenty fifteen stats. Cam Newton three thousand eight hundred thirty seven yards for passing. He averaged seven point eight yards, uh thirty five touchdowns, ten picks, and a ninety nine Q B rating of ninety nine point four.
1: That's that's just you know just for background. Now I'm about to pull up Josh Allen 2020 stats. Josh Allen 2020 stats: 37
0: touchdowns, 10 picks, and a QB rating of 107.2. With yeah. 4,544 yards.
2: That's those are Josh Allen's stats. So 700 more yards, two more touchdowns with the same amount of turnovers. What are we talking about? But
0: here? also, but also, Clango, you do have to understand that
2: where you're saying
0: with Josh Allen, he has more touchdowns. Cam Newton, if you remember Cam Newton, which you should, Cam I Newton do. wasn't getting all of his touchdowns from passing. Cam okay. Newton was also running all around the field. And Cam Newton was also making plays with a really wor- a, a worse receiving core than Josh Allen's had. Let's talk Charles about it.
2: Josh Allen had a top five Diggs, tight end. Josh
0: Allen, Josh Allen had Diggs.
2: Josh Allen had Dawson Knox. Gabe Davis. That's a solid No, no, no. Respectfully, the only premier name out of those three is Stefan Diggs.
0: Unless, all right, and then
2: let's look, at, um, Davis, let's look at... If we're talking facts, Gabe Davis is very comparable to Ted Ginn. I think Gabe Davis is better than Ted Ginn. But it's not by, by far in a way he's better. I think he, I think there's, there's like two different tiers. Like obviously I think Gabe Davis is like a receiver who's eclipsing like maybe a thousand yards as a wide receiver too. But tag was just like similar use, like a deep threat. You throw it over to the top. Cause he's going to, he's, he's going to beat someone with his speed one-on-one Gabe Davis is a little bit different. Cause he's like six, three. So you're kind of, he kind of has the speed, but you're also just going to throw it over the top and let him win. But also he had what Devin Funches and Whoa, didn't, he have, didn't he have cmc that wasn't his mvp
0: season that was 2017
2: oh i was about to say
0: yeah he, he had he had at that time he had jonathan stewart and mike Tober
2: but nonetheless like obviously i would probably take josh allen's like receiving core but it, it it's not like he he was not playing with like uh, a deficient like receiving core he wasn't playing with bad players by any margin taggin was a was a pretty solid player. Like he was a good deep threat. But Great if you give If you give, if
0: you give that Panthers receiving court to any other quarterback in the league, average quarterback at that, they're not winning fifteen games, Quango. Quango, they're not winning fifteen games
2: with that hey, receiving I'm game. not saying that I'm not saying that you win fifteen games. But but also he also had a good defense. Let's not forget about Luke Luke Keekly. Let's not forget about him. Like what are, we, what are we talking about here? It's not like this guy was, like, playing with scrubs and just carried them to 16 wins. They were a good team. Good they were a
0: good team, but they had an even better quarterback, Clango.
2: I agree. Their quarterback was really good, but Josh Allen, it
0: was it's good. Stop, stop, stop. Because Josh Allen's doing that with his defense is, is suspect. It's questionable. It's not even like that. You can see it off their record this
2: year. What are we talking about?
0: What What do
2: you mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about Josh Allen. Josh Allen single-handedly has to win. If if Josh Allen does not play, some quarterbacks, like, like, look at this. I say even with Brady. Brady, now this hasn't been the case for all his career, but particularly with the Buccaneers, he was able to play poorly and still win. I think he threw for three or four picks against Green Bay and ended up coming out with the win. Like Brady was able to to ride that team, in my opinion, to a chip. A lot of people try to say Brady had a great season. He had a solid season. Like still believe he was top 10 caliber, but he kind of rode that team. And it was a really good defense and good defensive coordinator to the Super Bowl. I believe that Josh Allen is a, one of the few quarterbacks in the league. Well, there are a couple other quarterbacks, but he has no ability to ride this team. I will say he kind of did get an easy game against the Cowboys where his defense played the best they played all year. But other than that, he's had to be exceptional to win. And sometimes even when he's been exceptional, he hasn't had the benefit of calls like against the Eagles or things of that nature. But Josh Allen, 100%. 100% is one of those quarterbacks that is is a difference maker. He could have, I'm not going to say he would have been 16 and 1, but 100%, I think he comes out of the NFC with that Panthers team. No question. Like, I would not have a question about that, and I think Cam Newton was special too. But to say that he, but to say that he's just that, he's like way better than Josh Allen, peak for peak, or that Josh Allen can't compete. Like, if you wanted to argue Cam, I wouldn't like get mad at a person who says that. But to say I'm crazy because Cam, because I say that Josh Allen peak for peak, I would take him over Cam Newton. I don't think that's crazy. And if we really look at it, all of the times when Josh Allen is losing in the playoffs, who is he losing to? He's probably he's losing to the best quarterback under 30. Like he's he's losing to the guy who we're saying is already in the top ten. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. He's he's losing to Patrick Mahomes. And Cam Newton's and MVP MVP season. Go Cam, Newton's,
0: in Cam Newton's MVP season. He had to deal with quarterbacks such as Russell Wilson, who at the time was nice. In, in the, the NFC. And, yes. Russell Wilson in the NFC he had to deal with Aaron Rodgers. He had to deal with Drew Brees in his own conference.
2: Drew Brees was seven and nine and had no defense.
0: Drew Brees is still a solid quarterback, is he not? He was good, but that's you were saying, you, were, you were saying, but you said you said that the quarterbacks that he was dealing with under thirty, correct? That's what you were saying.
2: I'm talking about Jordan, I'm talking about Josh Allen playing head to head in the playoffs and having to run into Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs, because honestly, he that game could have easily went in his in his favor, but Patrick Mahomes happened to have the wild card in that game. A guy who's literally gonna, oh, who's gonna take the ball in the middle of the field all the way to the end zone and wave by to the defenders behind him. When Josh Allen played equally a good game, if not better than Patrick Mahomes that game. I don't
0: know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anybody listening to this podcast, y'all, y'all, if y'all want to weigh in on this. Y'all want to wait on, on this? Y'all can always hit us up. Respect. Uh, at at YB Pod, we we love having debates like this. This is it was something I just wanted to bring up because I thought it was I thought it was crazy, but I know that if I continue arguing about this now and the episode's not going to be able to go on, um, I may just put up a Cam Newton highlight video plus on the YouTube because I guess people forgot. I don't know. I don't know. But uh moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, so he talks about the MVP. Now let's go into the world of basketball. Ja Moran, Grizzlies 4 0. Since Ja's uh come back from his suspension, how are we feeling about it? I already said like two episodes ago when Ja gets back, this Grizzlies team is gonna be a totally different team. They're gonna make the playoffs. And people said that I was, you know, especially Quango. Well people as in Quango said that I was crazy. I've not been proven wrong yet. I'm still gonna say it. This team will be making the playoffs
1: if John ja Moran, you know, with John ja Moran gets back and Show them why they should be a playoff team, man. So, playing what's your thoughts on what I just said?
2: Firstly, absolutely not. Well, I actually would like to see them make the playoffs, especially considering it's been unfortunate that they had to start off the way they did. I think they were, what, 6-19, something like that, 4-19, 5 and They had a horrible record. It's crazy to lose 19 games so early, but... I generally do hope they rebound. Honestly, I would like to, I would like to see them make the playoffs, but for that to happen, a couple teams would have to fall. I believe the Rockets or the Warriors would have to fall. I think they can end up making it because the Rockets might fall, but it depends because the Rockets have been really solid; they've been really sturdy. And I don't think the, I think the Warriors they've Loki been building upon some of their wins, like against the Celtics, and then I think they ended up losing to the Nuggets. But they look good right now against good teams. So I kind of have faith that they'll end up like just rebounding and then they'll have Draymond back probably in like another like 10, 15 games. So I can't see them completely falling out of the play in, but I could see the Rockets falling out. So like I think it is possible I, that they make it, but I definitely see Houston
0: falling out. I don't think this level of success is going to continue throughout the season. I still think they got like a couple, like maybe a year or so. I think they got a year or so to really be able to compete. Um, Like I said before, Memphis, totally different team. Now with Ja back, Ja is, you you know, Ja is an electric player. And what he brings to the court, you know, it really changes the whole makeup of a team. It really changes the game plan for coaches too. Whereas with that Grizzlies team, without Ja, even last year, when you look at the Grizzlies team without Ja, you know, how they had that much success, it's because they had more pieces. Obviously, they went all season. They got rid of Brooks. They got rid of Tyus Jones. They got rid of um, other pieces and stuff like that, so they had to change the whole team. Also, too, it's all about gelling. So it really, you know, like I said before, it's I, I don't think their season's over yet. The only team that I've, that I've seen so far that their season's already done is with the Wizards and with the Pacers, which we'll get to I, shortly, actually. I mean, not with the Pacers, the Pistons.
1: Pistons oh, which, yeah. I Pistons
0: Pistons, it. Pistons, 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 Pistons. Um, but we'll get to that shortly because that on its own is, is nuts to me. Um, but, um, yeah, I believe that the Grizzlies can well enough make a push for the playoffs. We're not even in January yet. They have a shot. They definitely have enough time to do so. You look back at the Boston Celtics in 2022, at the All-Star break, they were treading with the seventh seed. I think they were treading with like the, either the seventh seed or they had like one of the worst starts. They had like a, a really bad start to the season. And as we saw in April and May and June, they ended up making it to the playoffs. They made it to the finals. And they changed that whole season around Ime doka So it's definitely possible with the good amount of coaching in the team that they could well enough. I'm not saying they'll be playing until June, but they can definitely be playing in the first and second rounds. Especially when you have teams who are supposed to be good not doing their thing. Like what we see with Phoenix too, which we'll also get to shortly. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on the whole draw situation. And But yeah. And then speaking of Pistons, man, um my gosh uh 27 game losing streak They just lost last night to the nets
1: <sighs> um i don't even know how many more games they got in this calendar year of 2023 but it's not it's not
0: Koenga, what's your thoughts on this man this is
2: it's rough man it's a rough situation man honestly i feel like a lot went wrong as soon as Jalen Dern went down I'm not going to lie. I don't think, it I don't think they would have streaked for 27 games with Cade and Durin starting, in my opinion. I think he just came back maybe last game, and he actually was playing pretty solid. But a big problem they have is they have so many young players who are still trying to find their way in the league. Like, they have so many players who even started off well and maybe are not doing so well, like Marvin Bagley um he was kind of finding his stride i think with the kings and now it's like he's been injured he's still trying to find his rhythm like getting back in the basketball and stuff and for the most part they kind of just don't know what they're gonna it seems like they don't know what they're gonna do the players a lot of them don't know what their role is on the floor like it seems not gonna lie right now it looks like a bad monty williams coaching job because but at the same time on for in in his defense when you have so many, they have so many different like guards and they have so much like versatility and a lot of players who are like young and fresh to the leagues and they don't have too many veterans. So it's kind of like no one, you 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 kind of don't know what to like ask for out of your players other than for them to just go out there and play hard because it's not like when he was at the Suns where you have D-Book, who you know, this guy's a scorer. Or like Mikhail Bridges, who you know is a wing and he can shoot the three. Where like everyone has their roles. And then you have Aiton, who's like your center. Like everything is so set. Whereas these players are still like finding themselves is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just feel like the development development of these players too is another thing to come to question. Jaden Ivey, especially um, Bagley, Wiseman. It's just... It's just, it seems like it's, like, a lot of cases where you got, like, young players, but it's, like, no sort of direction of where you're trying to take these young players, especially with how to try to fit them into this roster.
2: Yeah, that's basically, that's kind of what I was saying.
1: Because
0: like the other form, because, like, another thing, too, is that there's no way that the only veterans that you have on your roster, in a sense, are Bagley, Boyanovich, Joe Harris, and Alec Burks that's a problem. Not taking anything not taking anything away from that cuz out of all those names I just named, the only one with and I'm being like actually
1: playing in the playoffs experience is Bojanovic. Alec Burks too, I think. I don't I don't, I could be totally wrong, but
0: um but yeah, it's it's just it's just like a a lot of you know just question on, you know, the direction of like development and everything like that. And then you just see with the team and stuff, you have Cade doing his thing. You have Cade Cunningham doing his thing. But outside of Cade, who had 41 points the other night,
1: you're not getting that much help with, you know, the rest of the team and everything like that. So it's really a thing of, you know, what, what do you do? It's it, And it's crazy, too, because even how they started off the season, after their
0: first game against the Heat, I thought for sure that the Pistons were going to be a different team this year because like like you said with the injury of Jalen Duren that team looked totally different that team looked nice
2: yeah and they, everyone was saying Cade is going to have this team like looking nice Cade and mine yeah, are going to cook I said days.
0: that I was like hold on the Pistons are actually hanging tough and 29 games later it's it's this is what's going on it's a sad thing to see because Williams is such a great coach and what he was able to do in Phoenix you know I definitely wish them success, but after a while, I know losing sucks. I know a team that's been getting all these young players for over these couple last couple of years is I don't think this is the direction they're continuing to go. The last time the Pistons were in the playoffs was when Blake Griffin was there.
2: It's crazy to think about, man. That's, people... that's
0: wild to think about. The last time the Pistons were in the playoffs was when Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond and, and Reggie Jackson people, were on that yeah, team. Um,
2: during that time that Blake Griffin was washed because he wasn't like being as an explosive a dunker as he was earlier in his career.
0: Any, anyone who said anyone who said that Blake Griffin was washed in the Pistons uniform as obviously has not taking the time to watch Pistons Blake Griffin work. That was his All Star season, dude. shaked chain reworked his whole game. He started pulling up mid rangers three pointers. He had a bag. Everything, literally, exactly. Like, and you know, with the pistons and everything like that, man, it, it's just sad to see a a story franchise like this to continue to be on like the downhill, like the downhill, um, and then with the wizards man
1: <laughs> never know what to say about those guys, man,
0: yeah, I really don't, man, I really don't i I try not to say anything about it, man it it's just a whole lot of I don't even know what's going on, man. I saw a wizard highlight last night, it's like who will crossed somebody up. And I'm thinking they won the game. I checked back and they lost by fourteen. So it's one of those it's it's one of those things, man. It's just been a rough season. It's been a rough season. It's been a rough season. A rough season. But um yeah, man. Also too, uh I know Wingstop is definitely they're about to go out of business in Detroit with what thoughts because you know they had the promotion. If they uh if the Pistons win or whatever, you get like five free wings.
2: Oh for real? Wow.
0: Yes, bro. Yes, bro. It's literally like I've been cause I saw it on Twitter,
2: but it was hilarious. Um he's getting bad for those guys. Like that's kinda rough. <laughs> Wingstock is offering free food. To, that's that. Their, that, wing, that wingstop, that's, wingstop.
0: Listen, the promo was uh Wingstop, they partnered with the Pistons
1: uh five free boneless wings with any on online order every, after every game the Pistons win.
2: That's crazy because they know you. You you understand that someone is sitting in an office, and they're thinking, <laughs> they're thinking like, how many like, yeah. the Pistons gonna win for the rest of the year? Let's oh,
1: cool let's Christ.
2: bet for free wings that the Pistons will not run us out of business. Yes. They're so confident.
0: They said they said yes. <laughs> it's the one thing those Pistons fans won't be able to get. In, that's free chicken. Uh, that's sick. Bruh. That's sick. That's a, that's a smart play, though, financially, though, by Wayne Stubb.
2: It was good marketing.
0: That's great marketing, but that's sick. That's sick. That's sick. <laughs> Moving on, man. Moving on, man. Moving on. This pissing thing makes me sad. Moving on, man. Um, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Phoenix Suns just lost to the Dallas Mavericks on Christmas Day. Luka just had another 50-piece. At this point, it's not even surprising that he does this to Phoenix, especially after the whole Devin Booker-Luka special thing a couple years ago, but you know, but um, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to talk to you about the state of the Suns, man. Uh, obviously this Phoenix Suns team heading into the season, huge, huge, huge aspirations. They just signed Bradley Beal, they worked their whole bench. Um, it was a, a, a full season of Kevin Durant, especially after him coming in like mid-season last year during the deadline. So it was a whole lot of outlook for the season. Currently they sit. 14th in the West, I'm pretty sure. Either 13th or 14th in the West. Uh, as I just said, they lost against the Mavericks on Christmas Day. What are your thoughts on the Phoenix Suns? What are your thoughts on the Phoenix
2: Suns? Um, right now, um, I think Kevin Durant and D-Book need to get it together. I know they're going to get it together. They had a horrible shooting game against the Mavericks, and that's the only reason they lost.
0: Luke got scored both
2: of them. Yeah, and well, I won't even say that's the only reason they lost. Well, at the same time, it's kind of hard to argue that that's not the reason they lost because what do you call it? Metu and Grayson Allen combined for fifty. I believe Grayson Allen had thirty, and Metu had twenty three Ray- with fifteen Ray- boards.
0: Grayson Ray- Allen had
2: thirty. Yes.
0: You sure? I thought Metu had twenty. I thought I thought I saw Metu had like twenty boards or something.
2: Uh, I think no, I think he had. Oh, he might have ended to, with twenty and twenty. He might have. Let me check. But Let all you. I know is KD and D book didn't have to do much to win that game, other than to hit their shots, get to the stripe. However, you do it, which is kind of disappointing to see. But at the same time, they have a defensive issue. Clearly, it's not horrible, but
1: it's not it Luca.
2: It is still Luca, but like they clearly have a, a issue defensively on the perimeter. One. And two, Kevin Durant and d just have to play better. And now that they have Nurkic back, I I don't know if they had Nurkic that game. I don't think they did. I think they'll look a lot better, especially tonight. I know they played tonight.
0: Yeah, Metsu had 23-19. and 19.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. My gosh. Yeah, 23-19. and 19. But I also think they were suffering from the fact that um, Nurkic wasn't playing. She's a big part of that offense.
1: Yeah, it's just... It's just so, it just opens
2: a lot up on the pick and rule.
0: Yeah, but also too, just looking at like the bench and everything like that. It's just, uh it's just so. It's not questionable, but it's definitely like a thing where you're looking and you're like, I mean, I get they got all these pieces in the off season, and I get they couldn't pay everyone. I understand that, but during the trade deadline, they definitely got to make some moves, man. Moves, man, because there was a time where when Booker and Durant were sitting out and Allen was out and they had Goodwin in and they had, um, who else did they have in the game? They had Goodwin in and they had see a Little, who's a nice player, but that cannot be your answer for your second option, for your second, not your second option, but like your second unit. And they definitely needed more people and they definitely need. I'm not saying they need to go out and get gorfly, like six men, seventh man members, but they definitely need to beef up their bench. Malcolm
2: Brogdon, man. Malcolm yeah. Brogdon, I think, will be like one of the biggest players at the deadline because a lot they of teams him. are going to want him in their, their second yes. line. Yes. Yes, 100% for sure. He's going to a contender. He definitely is. He's not saying st- 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 I think it might end up being the Lakers or maybe. I, I think the Suns actually should be the front runners. They have Eric Gordon, but I would take Malcolm Brogdon over Eric Gordon at this point. They have Gordon starting right now. Gordon starts? I thought it was KD Book
0: On on um.
2: Oh yeah, nah, yeah, he on does. The Mavericks
0: game, he started.
2: Yeah, it was KD, start, Gordon no. Allen, and Booker. Oh yeah, yeah. not nah, They should definitely go after Brogden. A hundred percent, he would help that team. He help that team drastically. It's it, yeah. It would allow D book to play off the ball. You might even start him, honestly. Most definitely,
0: man. It's, it's, it's definitely just a thing where you look at the signs. you're like, you guys are supposed to be way better than this. Especially when you got, you know, two All-Stars in KD and D-Book. Like, you guys are supposed to be better than this, man. Yeah, I think get it. together,
2: though. I don't think they're going to play themselves out of the playoffs. Or if they
0: play themselves out of the playoffs this season, well, like, they definitely got to do some stuff in the off season for sure if they play themselves out of the playoffs. But I if hope they, they don't, now
2: and they I, I, would, I would start thinking about retiring. Retiring?
0: I was gonna say just think about going to a different team.
2: That's not a good look unless he comes to the Wizards. I would love to see him come to the Wizards, man. Come back home, man.
0: Yeah, let that go. He's not coming to Washington, man. He's not coming to Washington.
2: What's, what's saying, bro. Uh, yeah,
0: I know that, but he's not coming to Washington, man. His
2: uh, I, was I, was I was just putting you back in your place, though, because like
0: oh, you're putting me back in my place. Yeah. Uh, just, did you see? Was- team- Oh, my fault. My team didn't win on Christmas Day either.
2: My fault. Oh, hold up. Wait a second. Has your team made it out of the second round? There we go, man.
0: Didn't your team get swept in the playoffs last
2: year? A playoffs that they didn't even belong in, that that people said they weren't making. Firstly, let's oh, start it off. Because I remember last year when I said uh, the Lakers had a harder path. To the Western Conference Finals, and I and by I was talking about just in the whole on the year I was not talking. You, said, you, you said, said they had a
0: harder. No, you said playoffs. You said playoffs. You said they had a harder path to get to the Conference Finals than the
2: Heat. Even if you want to factor in the playoffs, honestly, I would say that's I would say considering if you consider the context, then certainly because in the first round they played against the Bucks, Well, I think the Bucks. I'm not gonna say they should have won that series because they had Chris Middleton come back from injury, and Chris Middleton right now actually looks pretty good. But back, but yes. like right around then, he was not looking like himself. One, two. It, they didn't. They didn't have like enough perimeter defense. Like, th- okay, they did. They kind of did, but it was kind of like they let J- Jimmy Butler iso.
0: Wait, did the Bucks win the title two years ago?
2: 2021. Yeah, they did.
0: Hey, it doesn't even feel like it was two years ago. I yep. continue continue
2: continue. But I think that Bucks team I think they were good enough to win but only if Giannis was fully healthy. Because Giannis was not healthy, I think it yeah. majorly affected that series and while the while the Heat still were underdogs, I think that the matchup was closer than people are giving it credit. To be like people were acting like, oh man, the Bucks are one seed. They should come in here and turn it up and just get these guys out of here in four. Firstly, we have always known that Jimmy was not a scrub in the playoffs. He has Tyler Hero, Bam, one of the best defenders in the league. Honestly, he's been like top three. On- then you had the
0: emerge. You had the emergence of uh, Caleb Martin too.
2: Yeah. So like, while I do give the props, props to the Heat for coming out of that series, especially the way they did. I, I would argue it was much closer than people think, especially considering that team was really banged up. And then the second series, they played the Knicks. I think that alone speaks for itself. <sighs> but
0: that but that was, that say was, it was still a tough series, though. That still uh, was
2: a tough series. It ended in five, buddy. Jalen
0: Brunson had 40. Knicks could have easily won.
2: And they four. had a player on their team. No, ended
0: in six. They ended in six.
2: Oh, it did. Oh, it did. It did. They oh, had yeah. a player on their team. Who was playing with a heat jersey on? And his name, he goes by the name of Julius Randle. This man <laughs> had a heat jersey on the whole series. This guy right. watched Jay. This is one thing I genuinely believe the Knicks should have got rid of him after I saw this. Brunson is coming up the court for a heat check. He is cooking right now. This guy takes the ball and ISOs while Jalen Brunson is calling for the ball after he has just scored like nine straight points. I've never seen a guy so selfish, self-centered, and just downright horrible. He was horrible. So with that series, and also Jimmy didn't even play the whole series, and they still ended up coming out with a win, which is why I, I kind of... and He was hurt and, one game. Here's the, Here's the series where... I think is the most controversial, like made my take the most controversial, This the Celtics. The Celtics and the Bucks were, were the one and two seed. So, like, I get it. People are, like, going off a of name and face value. But what I'm talking about is how badly the Celtics came in there and shot themselves in the foot. The Celtics came into that series and played worse than anything I've ever seen from, from like, a top caliber team they gave all of those games away until like game four, when they actually decided game three, when they started deciding to play basketball. And and what I was saying when I was talking about the Lakers was firstly, in their first series, they, they, they're playing the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies were not like really that great last season, but like the Lakers were like slightly, I think they were slight underdogs in that series and LeBron and the Lakers like absolutely embarrassed the Grizzlies in that series.
0: Hey, Quango, are the cops looking for
2: you? <laughs> you can't be serious. <laughs> but they absolutely embarrassed them in that series. And then the next series, they ended up playing the chip team from the previous year. And they embarrassed those guys as well. They made Stephen Curry look like a Gerber. They had Anthony Davis on the perimeter guarding this guy. Vandal had this man in a jail cell. It was rough, man. And and then they ended up playing the Nuggets, and that's where it all that's where their the run ended. It was, it was done right there. Nah, I didn't,
0: I didn't, I didn't believe y'all were gonna win. But this all the games anyway. were
2: competitive though with the Nuggets, and honestly, they should have came away with a couple wins for sure. But
0: I didn't believe y'all gonna win that series anyway, man. I, I didn't. I, I, I thought I the Lakers
2: had it. I'm not gonna lie.
0: I was thinking
2: I AD comes into this series, you know what I'm saying? Jokic has been cooking, but, like, maybe he can, you know what I'm saying, put the clamps on Jokic. And here's yeah. the problem. He definitely No, 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 no. I want to give AD his props. Him and Rui, for a couple of games for, I think, two of the four games, played really good defense on Jokic. The problem is, when Jokic was covered, it was Murray, bro. When Jokic wasn't hit, when Jokic, when things weren't going for him, it was Murray, man. That guy was just killing us, man. Like, he was hitting contested shots, the buzzers. He's he's shooting grenades, man. Five seconds left on the on the um on the shot clock, and he has the ball. Double sometimes double teamed, LeBron in his face, anyone in his face, he's still making it. Nah,
0: that that duo was actually really really nasty in the playoffs last year. Just throughout and, the whole throughout the whole playoffs, man. It was it was just so it was so cool to see how both of them were like working and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, we're, crazy. we're even trying to get like players like. Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown to beat us. And that's exactly what they did. They're over yeah. here hitting threes on us. And it's like, yeah, well, you have all that going for they even you. Had, they even
0: had Christian Brown doing that thing. It
2: was, yeah, well, you have all that going for you. It's pretty hard to lose that series. But this year, if the Lakers end up making it to Western Conference Finals again and they see the Nuggets, I think, I'm not going to say they're going to win, but I think they're much more equipped than they okay. were last year. To so defend.
0: instead of going to four, it's going to go to like six. That's what you're saying.
1: My fault. All right,
2: go ahead, Klingo. As I was saying, I think Tor- Torian Prince and Cam Reddish on the perimeter is a really good change for the Lakers. Cause now you kinda have someone who you can put on who you can put on Jamal Murray. And it kind of just improves your defensive scheme overall. Like if you want to run like a zone or anything, or you or you want to like run like zone blitzes. So yeah.
0: Like I said, I mean if they meant probably go to six. I still think the Nuggets will win the series, without a doubt. We'll see um, for sure. But, yeah, man, any final words, man? That's pretty much going to wrap up the episode. I'm not going to lie. We talked about a lot. This episode went on. I'm pretty sure for like a cool hour and 30. I'm not going to lie.
2: Well, i don't have too much to say, man. I just want to say I'd like to see the Ravens, Niner Super Bowl, man. I'd like to see Purdy or Lamar winning, man. Be, a, I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl no matter what. It would just be nice to see one of those two quarterbacks. The guy who's you know what I'm saying going last in the draft, and also the quarterback who I think is playing the best one and two kind of he he's he's just been working really hard, and it would just like it'd be nice to see him win.
0: Um, uh, my final words. Um, uh, go who's uh, UVA won? UVA just won another uh, basketball game.
2: Uh, go Virginia.
1: Uh,
2: oh, what happened? That, what happened in March? You said what? What happened in March? Wasn't it when he tried to inbound the ball and then he turned it. What happened? Oh what happened? What happened in March? Uh we won a national title. That's
0: that's what happened.
2: You talking about five years ago?
0: No, I'm talking about uh two years ago. Uh actually, yeah, we won a national title against Texas Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Um with Kyle guy and DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? I'm
2: still talking about this I'm still talking about this tip, man.
0: What, what are you talking about? What do you what do you, you what game are you talking about? There's so many UVA games that have happened, so
2: I'm talking about the one in March Madness this year where y'all. You have,
0: do you have any proof? Do you have any proof of that, that game happened? Cause
2: <laughs> <laughs> you get me serious. Ah, oh, you're funny, man.
0: Are you actually searching it up right now? No, I'm not. Oh, oh okay.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know what you game you're talking about. I don't know what game you're talking about at all.
0: All I know is that uh, we're undefeated in March. National title, national champs.
2: Uh it's delusion, man.
0: I'm sorry. Who's your school? Who, 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 what school do you who, – who's
2: your, who's your I don't team? I have a college basketball oh. team. All right. Yeah. yeah. You see how you, though, so.
0: Yeah. You see how you want to hate on UVA, man, for no reason, man? Just join us, man. We play basketball the right way. We play basketball the right way.
2: No one's joining UVA, bro.
0: Everyone's joining UVA, man. But uh, like I was saying, uh, yeah, UVA just won. Uh, Cam Newton's the greatest – one of the greatest QBs of our generation. All right. No, no, no. Let me stop. Let me stop. Cam one is better than Josh Allen in his no. prime. Yes. Right, that's my closing. Uh, Sixes are beating the Magic right now. Go Sixes, Saints. <laughs> uh, you know, go Saints, whatever. But, um, yeah, man, that's going to conclude another episode, man, the Young Bulls Podcast. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Quango, are we thinking about doing another episode before the New Year?
2: Yeah, we we could probably get one and probably after this week, honestly, Ravens Dolphins game is gonna be good. So yeah, be- New Year's Day
0: is Sunday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll probably get you guys one more episode until twenty two before twenty twenty four. Um, if we don't, by any chance, we'll definitely get you one New Year's Day for sure. Um, but as always, you know, thank you guys for tuning in. Another episode of Young Bulls podcast. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Um Follow us at YB Pod. Uh, thank you to you know CoinGo for taking the time of being here, man. Uh,
1: but as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Happy holidays. Peace.